Hi, and welcome to IndieWire's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. My name is Chris O'Fault, editor of The Toolkit. And this is a podcast that I recorded back in October uh, with director Bong Joon-ho talking about his film, Parasite. This interview was largely done uh, with the intention uh, that um, it would be for print. And a lot of the things he did say did end up in uh, very well-read articles on IndieWire. Uh, you know, I recorded it as a podcast just, you know, largely because when I had interviewed him a few years beforehand, he had um, ended up doing about half the interview in English. So I thought, hey, you know, um, why not? Why not just have it as a backup? And as he has for this whole entire incredible awards campaign that he's been at the center of for Parasite, uh, he did do this interview uh, relying on his incredible um, translator, Sharon Choi. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just didn't put it out there just because, um, as wonderful as Sharon is, it's not conversational, uh, when things are translated and, um, you know, well, anyways, interest in this film is so insane. I can't believe how many people have seen this film, the fact that it won all these Academy Awards. And so, um, you know, I, 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 once again, I don't know how entertaining or engaging this is going to be to have a translated podcast. Um, but, um, you know, it seems silly not to put it out there. You know, I'm very curious about um, your creative process in the sense that this film has a lot to say about class. I think of, of, of that house and, and the cinematic use of that house. And then also um, I heard that you were once a tutor and <laughs> had that yeah. experience. So I'm curious, you know, in terms of starting something like this, because you have such a unique process. I'm wondering, you know, what's the way into a story like this? Mm -hmm. I, you know, the big issues or mm. the cinema, or is it just the feeling of what it was like mm. being in that house as a tutor? Big issues, of course, this film does contain these big issues, but it's not, it's not as if, you know, I treat them as like a flag that I hold on to at every moment during my creative process. They're actually, they actually seem very far away. So you talked about class, but I'm not a sociologist. Um, rather than, you know, the specific issue of class, I really want to tell a story about people around us. We always have friends were rich and poor, so I wanted to describe the uh, characters we encounter on a daily basis. And I think what's really unique about this film is this idea of infiltration, and that's something that came from my two experience as a tutor. Um, when I was tutoring, I really felt like I was infiltrating this family, and that's where my inspiration came from. But um, ultimately, I wanted to tell a story of just people around me, everyday people who are not criminals, infiltrating a particular home. It seems as if somewhere very early in the process, the conception of the house itself, that which is infiltrating, because so much of the story and your cinema is is ingrained in that house. So I have to imagine that that's almost the moment where things start coming together, right? Seeing it through this this space, right? So the title of this film is Parasite, and I think that rich house can be considered the host, which, you know, of course, it's one of my previous films. Well, this is uh, so this is a spoiler, but, you know, in the story, and there's, no one says that there should only be one parasite in a host. So the story is about discovering that there were already parasites that settled down in the host much before them. Um, but I would like the audience to go in without knowing the second half, so I can't go into more detail. 
그래서 어쨌든 그집 자체를 정교하게 설계할 수밖에 없었죠. 이 영화의 어떤 작은 유니버스 같은 거였죠. So I really had to meticulously design the house itself. It was like its own universe inside this film. I uh, emailed with your production designer. Ah, uh, great. Yeah. Answered a lot of my questions. And one of the things in terms of starting points was it was getting sketches from you and 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 design knowing the blocking i normally i don't think a production designer thinks in terms of the staging and the mm-hmm. blocking but that very much how how you saw this it needed to be a space that that contained how you how you were seeing all these eight characters 스토리 자체가 사실 So uh, the story just demanded all those things in terms of blocking. Like if someone is in a certain position, the other character had to be able to spy on them. If someone's coming in, another person had to hide uh, behind a corner. So these very basic spatial relationships between the characters are already established. Um, And it's not really the design of the house, it's really the blocking. And they were already necessary elements from the script writing stage to tell the story. So I had to give the production designer these But the production designer had this mission of making sure that the house is visually beautiful and it really showcases the taste of this young rich couple and also in the story the setup is that it was built by a famous architect so he had all these missions to accomplish and it wasn't an easy job for him. One, One comment, I was reading a whole bunch of reviews The word that they use very often is Hitchcock, but this idea, this idea, and I think what they mean by that is a controlling of how we experience terror, horror, suspense. And what what's so unique about this film is, you know, Hitchcock very much was identifying with one character and using that. And it seems as if one of the things, one of the real challenges of this film is our changing relationship with these characters showing us good and bad and yet also being able to put us in those situations of of all the emotions up and down of, of this film that's not that's not an easy thing to do i have to imagine that was a, a a big part of the screenwriting process and the blocking and how how to think about that ballet of movement in these characters no 일단 인물 자체가 적지가 않아요 so first of all just this film features several main Uh, it's a it's a ten person ensemble, and you know the the film is marketed as a story about two families, but it's actually three families. So it's like all the all these dynamics between among three teams. So that creates a very unique unique dynamic. 그래서 So the actors commonly called it the 4-4-2 formation, which is like a common uh, term during soccer, you know, 4-4-2 strategy. Four people in the poor family, four people in the rich, and two in that basement couple. So it created a really multifaceted, colorful dynamic. Um, and each character in each team has spaces that they they take over, that they can infiltrate, and also secret spaces that they don't know. It's all different. So the dynamic among these three teams and the dynamic of space They were very much intertwined, and I think that combination really created an interesting, uh, uh, added an interesting element to this film. Are you a filmmaker who, who thinks about where the audience is in relationship to the to the characters, in terms of obviously you're not afraid of showing us their negative side, you know, and and, and but in that sense of. How our allegiances weave with this film, 
Are you someone that is very, are you modulating that? Are you thinking about that? Or are you thinking each, 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 each audience member is going to have their own experience mm. versus that element of when am I going to reveal Mm-hmm. something when am i going to put yeah. them with this character during screenwriting actually i always keep some distance from all the characters uh, but frankly speaking to be honest so maybe 51% more more to the the the, the protagonist family the poor family mm-hmm. i relied on and 그, 그들이 사실 So with the Kim family, it is true that they do, they commit bad things, but nonetheless, they, they're very adorable and nerdy characters that are hard to hate. And also the rich family that's being infiltrated, they're not the villains either. I think all characters in this film are uh, pretty morally neutral, and it's difficult to hate anyone. You don't have anyone to just, you know, pinpoint your hatred on. But despite that, the narrative propels towards this very scary incident at the end. And I think that in itself is a theme. Why does this all happen when there aren't any villains in the story? Um, Snowpiercer um, dealt with a lot of the same themes in terms of class, but um, by the nature of the train-to-train world, it was was a very lateral world. Mm. And there's some of that here, but it seems as if one of the conceptions of this film is a very vertical sense of of class and space. I wonder if you could talk about that, because I think it goes beyond... You know, just the idea that they live on the hill and they live down mm-hmm. in, the, in, a, in a basement. It, but the, it seems to be baked into a whole how the house was built, the yeah. stairs, everything. It, it, it's and some of that stuff is not easy to do. <laughs> I, I wonder if you could speak about that. Maybe the the cinephiles that can remind of the movie like High and Low by Akira Kurosawa. Mm. It's very. In that in the in that case maybe the structure is quite more simpler and stronger. The high and the low. The, the Japanese title is heaven and hell. The, in that in top of the hill there is a rich guy, mm-hmm. and in the in the bottom there is the, the criminal kind of structure. But basically same that it is moving in Parasite, but much more much multiple layers in this the, this movie has I think. Um, and that's why the protagonists are living in this very unique structure of semi-basement homes. I didn't add that to just sort of show a very Korean element of the story. Um, there's a more specific meaning behind it because semi-basement is basically in the middle of high and low. There's this fear that you can fall even further below, but you still feel hope as you're still half over ground. So it really reflects this um, liminal space that they're in. And the spaces in this film are even more uh, <clears throat> uh, compartmentalized and all connected through a very complicated staircase. Yes, because my understanding is that in, in Seoul, I've never been, but that there are there are wealthy little enclaves, little neighborhoods that maybe are a little higher up, but maybe not connected by... Uh, <laughs> it seems as if the part that the uh, that was really a construction for the film was, was, was these staircases and the winding way in that mm-hmm. sense that one really does have to to kind of journey up and down yeah. that's the, that's a little bit of the creation of the film i've never been so i'm 그 지금 <웃음> 이제 
자기가 말한 그 시퀀스가 이제 어떻게 보면 영화 So that sequence sort of it becomes a temporary road movie there. You know, a road movie from up in the hills to lower underground from rich neighborhood to a poor neighborhood and I really wanted to feel wanted that sequence to feel like it's connecting the rich neighborhood to the poor neighborhood in real time, that it's a one singular duration. And of course, rain is something that flows throughout that entire sequence. So it's important that the characters are moving down, uh, but what's more important is that water is moving with them. Water is flowing from top to bottom to the rich neighborhoods to uh, to the poor ones. And these characters have, uh, they have no control over it. They can't stop it. The water that flows down with them ultimately uh, floods their entire home. And I think that's uh, the really sad element of that sequence. Another part of this, and part of it is the high-low, which also is um, dark light. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, construction of the house and and also um, your collaboration with your cinematographer here and the, the conversations uh, and instructions that you are giving him early on because that that you know in, I know it sounds cliche but in some ways you're telling this story with light and access to natural light and and, and what that means so because the story is about the rich and poor, that's obviously the approach we had to take in terms of designing the sound or the lighting. The poorer you are, the, the less sunlight you have access to, and that's just how it is in real life as well. You have limited access to windows. For example, in Snowpiercer, the tail cars didn't have any windows. Um, and you know, with semi-basement homes, you have a very limited window of sunlight you can get during the day, maybe 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, and that's where the film opens. You the film opens with that short period of time where they get sunlight in their home. So it starts with hope. It starts with sunlight rather than rain. Um, and uh, we actually use uh, natural lighting for those scenes. All our sets, the rich house and the poor house, they were built on outdoor lots. Um, so we had to determine whether uh, we want that natural lighting in the morning or in the afternoon. Uh, we really had to calculate the direction of the sun and be very meticulous with that. And we discussed it with the production designer to figure out the overall direction of the homes. 그 영화의 마지막에 이제 So that last scene where the father walks out uh, into the garden, um, we had a lot of sunlight then and it's all natural lighting. It's very difficult to get that same mood or uh, uh, picture with artificial lighting and that's why we put in so much care when we were building the set. Um, we shot that in the morning when we had a lot of sun. You mentioned sound. How, how does sound in, in this context of how we talked about light how does how how is sound used in the same way or similar way 전 세계가 비슷하지 않아요? 부자 동네 가면 되게 조용하지 않아요? I think it's pretty much similar everywhere when you go to rich neighborhood it's very quiet you hear the birds chirping and in poor neighborhoods it's always very noisy 그래서 이제 사운드 디자인 하는 팀하고 I told, uh, we discussed with the sound design team that when when we're showing the poor neighborhoods, we should have various, you know, detailed layers of just everyday noise that kind that are that kind of feel noisy, but also feel very familiar and humane. And um, in the first sequence where the character enters the rich house, you you hear that silence. That's very. Um, you know, specific to these rich neighborhoods. So when he uh, rings a doorbell, it's, it actually feels louder. So we adjusted the volume so that it would feel that way. I wanted to talk a little about, about humor in, in, in the film. Um, some, of, some of the moments, I, I, 
just as I'll think of one the the urinating outside the um, the basement apartment and that that scene becomes humorous in the way it's it's staged and and I'm curious how much of that is your just sensibility and how much of that is a calculation of when to use humor and 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 in that sense that these that there is suffering in this movie there is suffering in your films and how much of it is how you want the audience to to take in certain things versus just a sensibility your film is always very lively and and fun in addition to dealing with very heavy issues so i'm, I'm curious how much of that is the balance of of intention and and and, and just your personality so when I'm writing the script, I never think like, oh, you know, the audience should laugh at this moment in particular. For me, humor is like riding a bicycle. You know, when you learn how to ride a bicycle when you're little, years later, when you become an adult, you're still able to maintain that balance. So in my films, they all, the humor and that ser- these serious issues, they always maintain a very subtle balance. It's like being on a tightrope. But for me, I never think about it. I never really weigh whether um, to way like how much uh, humor I want to put in it's just you know something that I've been used to since I was little when you're riding a bike you can think about something completely different and it that in itself the right in itself is maintaining balance so it's not something that I really intentionally think about or ruminate on and to some degree is is that sensibility as I watch more films from South Korea when I think of an American feel film that deals with satire it tends to be very um, black white or it tends to be um, has trouble kind of necessarily being serious and also mm. and it seems as if beyond your own sensibility as a director that seems to as I watch more South Korean films it, 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 I, I don't want to use the word weirdness or quirky but that balance of humor and serious doesn't seem to be as as stark mm. as maybe in, a, in an American film am I wrong about that? Good. In Korea, we have these long traditions of outdoor performances where you have clowns uh, sort of making fun of and uh, playing satire of the ruling class. It's a very, uh, you know, humorous tradition that we have in Korea. And we also have this, you know, singular phrase that people commonly use, um, which is a mixture of four different emotions, sadness, suffering, joy, and, you know, happiness. So I think Koreans as just a people were very ready to accept complicated um, complex emotions and what about and I will I will tell the listeners here that this is we are now about to talk the, about the end of the movie so you could turn off if, if, if you have not seen this yet um, the other aspect of that is is some of that careful balance of those four elements sometimes in your movies some of those elements come away in the end is like a is a is like a gut punch intentionally, mm-hmm. right? And and I feel like this film, to a certain degree, in terms of the staging of what's going on for the this big party, yeah. it, it the the impact is is designed to be maximum. No. Yeah, very strong. Good. Mm-hmm. So there are uh, very subtle differences between the film and the script in terms of that moment um, when. Uh, in the script, it's actually softer, and I, you know, prepared like a bumper for the impact that that climax would have. But as I was shooting the film, I realized that it's it's actually very uh, 
quite cowardly and not as honest as it could be. So I made that moment even you know more straightforward and more powerful. And I have no regrets about it. I think that this story um, demands that you just say whatever you have to in the end. Um, and in Korea, the the script of the the film script was published, and I don't know if that would be possible in the U.S. But it would be interesting to compare the script with the finished film. Um, the film is even even more impactful. You know, uh, I I enjoyed Snowpiercer and and Okja quite a bit, uh, but is there? I I noticed you made a comment. You've already thought about your next two films, and and that they, in terms of scale and size, they're a little bit more like Parasite, and this is a a, a return to a. It, it's big in scope, but it's a it's a contained space. It's a contained element here, and it it, it feels as if maybe. I don't know, maybe it's not creating a CG character for Okja and, <laughs> and a moving train and all of the mathematical logistics involved with all of that. But this feels to me like maybe something that's very comfortable for you after mm. those two films to come to something this size. Mm. And I don't know if it's just the ideas that you have for the next two films, but it feels like that's where you want to be for the time mm. being, something uh, more on this scale. 단순히 그 인더스트리상의 어떤 논리. So it's not necessarily just because of industry logistics, you know, commonly people say that the higher budget is uh, the less control you have. Um, but it, beyond that, it's really about my personal style and my filmmaking process. I really like this feeling of shooting a film with a microscope where I can delve deeper and uh, deeper into the details of the story. And so it's not really just about the budget. <laughs> so it's like with Okja filming uh, the movie with the computer, particularly because it had so many locations from deep in the mountains in Korea to Manhattan. Uh, it was very complicated. Thank you very much. Thank this you. is a wonderful film. And thank you very much. Of